things in this world worth fighting and dying for. We're warriors. It's who we are. It's what we do. The three musketeers. I came to Paris to be one of you. D'Artagnan, you want to be a musketeer? This is your chance. We live in a kingdom controlled by fear. The cardinal rules the land. Buckingham rules the skies. My new war machines will readdress the balance. And she is the deadliest assassin the world has ever seen. Together, they will unleash war on the entire continent. We're the musketeers. It's up to us to put an end to the Cardinal's plot. I can do with some exercise. Both for one. And one for all! This is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steven. I'm John. And that intro was, of course, done by Greg Bird and the We Love McKenna's. Get well soon, McKenna. <laughs> Get well soon. Um, and uh, we are doing The Three Musketeers today. The Three Musketeers. I will say one thing is that I don't know how you feel about this, but I think that the even the rapper is really good on this. You know, like it's... I mean, especially when you open it up and you get that yeah, smell and it's you, so delicious. It's so delicious, you're like, oh my it's god. It's so fluffy it, and... It, it, make, it makes a diet really, really complicated because you're like, I just want to eat 20 of these a day. Is this a diet? Is right. this going to come out? Atkins, do something. Do something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> please add this to your plan. Jenny Craig, please make this part of it. No, we're fucking with you guys. We're covering the 2011 movie Three Musketeers. <laughs> Little Logan Lerman and Luke Evans and uh, Matthew Modine and... Uh, uh, there's a lot of fucking people in this movie because you got yeah Mila. Matthew McFadden is, is Athos Matthew McFadden my not um, Matthew McFadden uh, and then you have Mila Jovovich as Milady and then you've got uh, Luke Evans as Aramis Ray Stevenson as Portos and Ray Stevenson also in the yeah and then Orlando Bloom Logan Lerman uh, Mads Mikkelsen Mads <laughs> fucking Christoph Waltz Christoph Waltz one of the greatest villains ever yeah so there's so many good people in this movie so and... um before we get started on this movie we were going to do kind of a thing like we did on Step Brothers, but for three musketeers and this time it's just not all me throwing names in a hat 
Um, I'm going to draw out of uh, John's pool. John's going to draw out of my pool, and then my wife, Daniela, she added a pool. Yeah. So we're about to... We have like 10 super random names that she threw in, too, because we have no idea who she put on there. So we're about to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And see what kind of three musketeers that we can bring to the table. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure what producers do in Hollywood now at this point is just draw names out of a hat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's going to be the next Gambit? How about Channing Tatum? Uh, I just don't you know. Win the, you win the Gambit lottery. Congratulations. <laughs> you can be Gambit now. <laughs> Nobody can be Gambit. Except Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch Taylor can be Gambit. Taylor Kitsch makes an awesome Gambit. Yeah. And there's a certain person off True Blood that would have made a perfect Gambit. But no, they had to fuck that up. Hey, at least we can look forward to the Venom movie, you know, potentially not being shit. Tom got, Hardy. He's got Tom Hardy in it. We got Tom Hardy. That was not a name drawn from the hat. That was like, no. we were willing to pay for a really great movie. Let's get Tom Hardy. Right. Let's go ahead and get one Let's of Let's go ahead and get that Leo as Carnage and make this shit an Oscar-winning comic book movie. <laughs> right. Oh, God, that would be awesome. <laughs> or, you know, hey, uh, Warner Brothers DC, let's get DiCaprio as the Joker. Let's make that shit happen. Let's do it. And then just cancel all your other DC movies and yeah, just have we, Joker be your universe. We know that it's pretty much going to be Joaquin Phoenix. Did they, did they, did they officially say they that? They have not officially announced that yet. So okay. we we can say that that is not uh, yet official. But uh, awesome. <laughs> do you have do you have a Chris Farley soundboard? Is that what that is? Yes, I do. Oh shit! <laughs> Holy shnikes! And I'm gonna play with this shit all episode okay well that'll be good you can take a good look at a butcher's ass by sticking your head up there but wouldn't you rather take his word for it <laughs> that's so random for, for this episode but you know what i'll allow it so <laughs> wait hold on hold on we, we can do better how about this uh good morning <laughs> arnold <laughs> it's uh... not morning no, it's definitely not morning. It's uh, it's definitely nighttime when we do these. We can't do these during the morning because neither of us, well, we have to work. So. Dr. Evil, I didn't spend six years of evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just random He's going to have shit. way too much fun with this shit, people. He <laughs> it's is. going to be so much fun. <laughs> okay, uh... let's draw our first three musketeers' names out of the hat. Okay. We need like a little drum roll thing. Uh, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> okay. This one's pretty random, but okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Got Anna Kendrick. And then I got Wilmer Valderrama. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see, now, what, uh, let's see what the wifey had. Let's see what wifey has. Because our, our musketeers aren't just all men. They could be females too. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. She had a Paul Rudd. So Anna Kendrick, Paul Rudd, and, and Wilma Valderrama. <laughs> I am there. That's a pretty. Uh, that's a pretty weird mix of people. But that would actually be. That would be like. That'd be like the funny Three Musketeers. Wouldn't yeah, it? that would be a great. That would be a great Three Musketeers. That It'd would be, be kind of how good. the Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Sherlock Holmes movies gonna kick off. That would be kind of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm with it. I am definitely with it. So one of the things that I kind of noticed was that we sort of had. I don't know, I guess these past couple episodes have had 
Well, th this past month, I guess, has had a little bit of a theme, you know, not counting Step Brothers because that's kind of its own thing, but we've done 47 Ronin. And 47 Ronin is basically like a kind of fantasy-style adaptation of a classic Japanese story. Three Musketeers, in this sense, is a fantasy adaptation of a classical story Right, from it's France. Alexander Dumas. Yeah. Um, which, if you didn't know, he wrote these movies. He was actually accused of plagiarism because there is already stories that was written kind of like this about the same characters but he considered it historical and he added d'artagnan and um but his father was actually a musketeer and alexander dumas is black yeah um as was his father because they didn't have those type of boundaries in you know france yeah and uh Historically accurate, the king and, uh, what was it, Anna of Austria? Yeah, um, Queen Anna. Yeah, she... Or Queen Anne. Was it Queen Anne? Was it Anne or Anna? I forgot. I think it's Anna, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't remember now. Um, I wanted to say her name was just Anne, but... But anyway... It's whoever Juno Temple played. Yeah. Uh, and Juno Temple does a great job in this movie, like she does in most movies that she's in. Mm-hmm. Um... We love Juno. Uh, also, the movie Juno was good too. <laughs> the movie Juno was good, starring <laughs> that didn't have that had Ellen Page in it though. Right? That had Ellen Page yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, shit, Michael Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, yeah, Michael Sarah. I couldn't think of his name. Oh man! Ooh, I hope he's a musketeer on our list today. That would be yeah. I don't think I put him in my my pool of musketeers, but that would actually be really funny. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, the... Before we get... Hold on. Before we get started, <laughs> we are drinking Kentucky Vanilla Barrel Cream Ale. Yeah. This is made by the Kentucky, uh, the Kentucky Brewery that we've used before. The Kentucky Brewery. What the hell is the name of their, their place, anyway? You tell me. Uh, it's, uh, brewed and packed by, uh, what is it? Altex... Lexington Brewing Company, Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. This is the best thing to come out of Kentucky since... Well, that's basically the best thing to ever come out of Kentucky. Yeah, we was going to say since <laughs> Kentucky, but Kentucky's kind of garbage. I guess, uh, I, guess, I guess Kentucky gave us a few good things. They gave us, you know, this brewing company, um, you know, the Colonel's Fried Chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Because they definitely uh, didn't give us a good football team. Basketball team, yes. They actually do good for the SEC on basketball team, but yeah. But uh, this stuff is like, this stuff is, this is this is a three-star. Yes. Like, uh, you can smell that it's a three-star before you even, like, taste it. Like, when you when you first get the bottle cap off, you're like, do the sniff test, and you're like, yeah, this is pretty much... It tastes like cream soda, and if you, you grew up with cream soda, you know that cream soda is the shit yeah you know you grow up with it and you know that cream soda was was a treat so this is a little bit of nostalgia you could make a float with this with ice cream it you really be... could and <laughs> you can just drink it let's let's get that drink rolling yeah and it says it's 5.5 percent alcohol but i guarantee we call bullshit that's bullshit and <laughs> I, you guys are going to call bullshit about halfway through this episode <laughs> and then we guarantee you the honey jack shots we took before we started rolling 
has nothing to do with it. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> Jack Daniels and Honey Jack. I think that's one of the things that's like, you know how people can like leave like conditions in their will, like, you know, like Dimebag Daryl, when he when he passed away, one of the conditions in, in his will. Rest in peace, Dimebag. Uh, Dimebag Daryl wanted to be, you know, buried with his guitar, you know, one of his guitars. And uh, I think I would want to be buried with Jack Daniels, Tennessee Honey. <laughs> Tennessee Honey. Yeah. I made these delicious, boneless Tennessee Honey. Oh, not Tennessee Honey, but they make a Jack Daniels honey sauce. Yeah. And I made some boneless wings out of those. And I think we ate like 40 of them a piece. We're fucking stuck. I'll probably end up eating about 10 more before I leave today. Because <laughs> yeah. so. I made like 100 of them. They're so they're delicious. really delicious. <laughs> yeah. You got some for work tomorrow. Yeah, work tomorrow, <laughs> hot wings, it's all good. I could feed everyone at my work tomorrow, but I'm not going to. I'm going to eat all them shits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they provide enough stress. Why not, you know, don't feed them. Fuck them. You know, because if you, if you feed them once, it's like stray dogs. They just stick mm-hmm. around, you know. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you teach a man to fish. <laughs> and then you can fuck off. <laughs> then you can fuck off all day and not work right yeah isn't that how that saying goes yeah teach a man to fish and you can fuck off the rest of the day because <laughs> i will fish for you <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> that's capitalism my friend yeah that's capitalism yeah that's capitalism i'm gonna teach you to do some shit so i can fuck off and do something else <laughs> uh, like that there's like that poster uh, i'm pretty sure i showed you before just like randomly before we like start where it's like, um, you know, uh, workplace safety, and then it shows like a guy giving another guy something to lift, and it says, let some other cunt do it. <laughs> so you don't hurt your back lifting shit, you get some other cunt to do it. I thought I thought she was going to be like, uh, no Nicki Minaj allowed and show that ass, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's that would be dangerous. A safety, that would be a safety hazard, that's a dangerous ass. That's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to talk about Kim Kardashian, but, like, Nicki Minaj, I mean, come on. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but, uh... So At least <laughs> Nicki has talent. <laughs> yeah, besides using your mouth on a videotape. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, you just got called out! You just got called out, bitch! You just got called out? Just kidding, we're beyond the hate. Not when it comes to you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we're not fans of the Kardashians. No. No, we're not. <laughs> we are not. Okay, so just to start off, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the budget and the gross of this movie worldwide. The budget was $75 million, and it grossed $132 million. Let's get a sequel made. It actually made money. It didn't really make anything in America. No, America but... wasn't very fond of it. Uh, and uh, I remember right, I think Austria, it was like 325 thousand dollars open a weekend which is pretty damn good for austria yeah um it's probably just because of like uh because of christoph waltz maybe because because waltz is german isn't he waltz is german but also you know logan lerman's won multiple awards he's never won an oscar or anything but probably one of his most critically acclaimed movies of is perks of being a wildflower and um He's he's got awards for doing the Percy Jackson movies, both of them. Um, a lot of things that he's in, he's won uh, best upcoming actor. He's kind of got that cockiness and ego to him in a lot of movies, but then he has, you know, the sympathetic side, and he can do a little bit of everything, like action, 
because he's really good with the sword, which is why they liked him in Percy Jackson and why they wanted him in Three Musketeer. Because he's he can actually, actually do his own sword work. Yeah, he can fence. Yeah. Uh, so so here, here's a thought. Instead of getting Alden Ehrenreich to be Han Solo, what if we had Logan Lerman as Han Solo? Logan Lerman... Okay, let, let's go ahead and say this. Looks nothing like Harrison Ford. <laughs> but no, neither does Alden Ehrenreich. Even though what they say is like audition. It looks like side by side. And then you see the guy, he's like... He looks nothing like Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you get a certain angle. But the person that could act like Harrison Ford the most... Is Logan Lerman. That cockiness... And then the, you know, doing things like all nonchalantly and stuff like that. Logan Lerman's the master of that, just like Harrison Ford was. Yep. <laughs> and that's the guy you should have got to be Han Solo. Yep. Because he's the guy that could have captured the character. Yeah. And because then you, could you imagine Donald Glover and Logan Lerman in the same scene together? As that Han gives and Lando? me chills just that thinking be, about it. Yeah, and that's not the shit on the Han Solo movie. We haven't seen it. We don't judge something until we it see it. It might be great. It might be like but super it's good. Not, it is not going to be because of the person playing Han Solo. It's going to be the people that play around him. And that's going to be cool and all, but... Shouldn't the Han Solo movie Han be Solo about Han Solo? should be centered around Han Solo. But right. we know already that it's not going to be because Ron Howard pretty much confirmed that most Han Solo stuff got cut out of the movie. So we're going to see more Amelia Clark. We're going to see more Woody Harrelson. More Donald Glover. Which is fine by me, but then don't call the movie Solo. Yeah, I, I like... Call it a Star Wars story... Or call it Lando Calrissian. Make it a Lando movie. Make it a Lando movie. With Han Solo in it. If this ends up being like pretty decent, who knows? They might make a standalone Lando movie. Might as Wouldn't well. that be some shit if they Donald could get, if they get even... him to be the young Lando and then they could bring Billy D back and have him be old man Lando like at the end of it? That'd be pretty badass. I mean, Lando was only Lando because Billy D wanted to be a part of the Star Wars universe. Lando wasn't even technically supposed to be black. He... Because there was really no race callings on George Lucas's scripts. No. Luke could have been black. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? You could have had an, an, a black actor play Luke, and then, you know, all this stuff about, like, well, stormtroopers can't be black people. It's like, as we, we talked about this on the yeah. 47 Do you know Ronin who episode. created Star Wars? Are you fucking stupid? Right. Yeah. George Lucas created Star Wars. He is the least racist motherfucker you can get in Hollywood. Right. Which is probably why they don't like him in Hollywood. Because there's a bunch of pieces of shit there. Mm-hmm. Good thing Harvey Weinstein's gone. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Let's get more juice, George Lucas, less of that shit. But, uh, speaking of casting, holy fuck is this movie casted well. <laughs> it is casted amazingly. Like, just the, just the the amount of, like, really badass actors from, like, Mickelson, like, Mads Mickelson to Luke Evans to Ray Stevenson, you know, Logan, who we talked about. I mean, Matthew McFadden does a really good job. He's awesome. He He's um, super awesome. Orlando talker. Bloom's awesome in everything that he does. Yeah, he really wanted to take this role because they wanted to make him the villain, and he was like, I've kind of... He kind of got to the Tom Hanks level of his career where he's like, I'm tired of playing good guys. I'm tired of playing in Tom Hanks' own words whenever he was doing stuff. He's like, I'm tired of playing pussies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he did Road to Redemption. Yeah. Or Road, Road to Perdition. 
Road to Perdition. Yeah. No, no, actually, no, no. That was that was after. Um. We we have a guest in the studio. It's, it's like just a giant a wasp. It's a beetle. It's a beetle. Yeah, don't worry about it. That's a beetle. Okay. Okay. So, um, it was Apollo thirteen. He said he was tired of playing pussies, and then he was casted in Apollo thirteen. Yeah. I could see He's that. definitely not a pussy in Paul. No, the actual Jim Jim Lovell himself, the actual astronaut that was the commander of Apollo 13, he's a legit real life badass. Yeah, props to that guy. Yeah, because I remember you know looking at a lot of the, uh, um, behind, you know like the behind the scenes stuff when Ron Howard was was talking about, you know how, uh, you know Tom was and he met Jim Lovell to learn about how to play that character. And uh, he was like, you know, he he's one of those actors that like if he if he's playing somebody that's historical, he wants to act just like him. You know, he wants it to be like what you see on screen is exactly how the real guy is. And the real Jim Lovell was a badass because, you know, just because we're sidetracked just for a second. Imagine being that many, you know, several hundred thousand miles away and you're on your way to the moon and some shit goes bad and you have to figure out like how the fuck do we get home because they've never had to do that. Apollo 11 and 12 went off without a hitch. 13 was so fucked they couldn't land and had to come right back home. They basically had to get back home in the lunar module. <laughs> you know, yeah, so you have to be a legit badass to be able to work out that shit while you're dealing with everybody back in Houston. And there's a delay because you got to think this is like the you know early 70s. The technology's not that great, and to get all of the guys home back on your mission and not have any like lingering side effects or anything. That's a that's a legit badass. Fuck, I want to watch that movie now. Yeah, guys, email me at beyondthehate at yahoo.com and let's let's talk about this Apollo thirteen thing. We might even do it if you guys want to get involved. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know if there's going to be hate for Apollo thirteen, but I could probably find it. But well, you can find hate for anything. Yeah, but uh, speaking of hate, there's a whole fuck ton of people that hate this movie. Hate, 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 hate. Yeah, hate. there's a lot of hate on this. Because, how are you? <laughs> what, what else do you have on there? It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> you're, just, you're just getting random Arnold quotes now. That's okay. So. Really? That's Dr. Evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just random it's just random things okay right before we get to the comment let's uh cast another three musketeers okay okay let me see because this first one is actually uh, quite lengthy so well, well we'll stop in between and just cast mm. musketeers yeah so i got adam scott i got salma hayek yeah. <laughs> okay, Adam Scott and Salma Hayek, and let me see what the the wifey would do. Adam Scott, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Okay. That sound. Okay, so Adam Scott, Salma Hayek, and Emma Roberts. I'm yeah. down for that. That That'd sounds like a really good cast. I'm actually surprised by the wife's names in there because i was expecting a bunch of cw type stuff and everything like that like who the fuck is this disney channel people yeah but not the case so far paul rudd and emma roberts way to go yeah <laughs> but uh so 
this first comment, this one's quite lengthy, and this one has our favorite thing of all time, bullet points. Bullet points. Bullet points. Bullet points. Dude, uh, just go ahead, get the rope out, because <laughs> he's hanging himself. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, get the rope out and, you know, go climb like a rock face or something and not bitch about movies on the internet. Yeah, do something so, productive. Do something you know. constructive, you know, pull that stump out of your backyard that's been pissing you off. You know, something, do something constructive besides bitch all the time. So, <laughs> this was, uh, this first comment got a, well, this is a one out of ten. And they said, uh, absolute garbage. Skip this one at all costs. And then this is made by Gabe Singh. And this is March of 2012. So uh, it says on here, it says, uh, first off, I want to start by saying that I have never posted a review on IMDb before as no movie, how bad it is, has compelled me to do so. But recently, these so-called Hollywood blockbusters have left me with no choice. So let's come to this movie now. First off. Okay. Uh, first off, who did the casting for this movie and who wrote the script, if you can call it a script? I guess the plan in the boardroom was let's take good actors like Chris Waltz. It's Christoph. <laughs> Chris his name, Waltz. His name's not Chris. <laughs> his name's Christoph. His name's not Christopher Waltz. It's Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Christoph. Uh, so Chris Waltz, <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen, Ray Stevenson, and even Luke Evans. All these actor, all these actors except Luke Evans, I love dearly. <laughs> he doesn't like Luke Evans. He doesn't like Luke Evans. Well, that's the fucking problem right there. Yeah, but in this movie, all the director and producer did was underuse the best actors in the movie, and instead give all the screen time to Mila and Logan. I under, I personally enjoy watching Mila in Resident Evil series, but here she was just unnecessary. And this what? kid, Logan, who calls him an actor? I am furious that he got paid to do this role so poorly. I am a business grad, so I work better in explaining things and points. So I will just make a list of what I felt was wrong with this movie. Here it goes. He's a business grad. So you're telling... So he's a Let's just dig into that before I get into his list. Yeah, he's a business grad. So, in other words, he knows fuck all about movies. <laughs> right. Because... If you know anything about business, you know the movies are super fucking random. Who would have thought that Black Panther would be a, a, a movie that makes over a billion dollars? Did you know who Chad Mc, Chadwick Boseman was before uh, Captain America Civil War? I had no clue who he None was. None of us did, but he is a fucking amazing. He's a really good actor. But, you know, and, the, and then when you look at something like this, it's like this movie hardly did anything in the United States. But it did really good overseas, and I guess it's because, you know, they have a lot of, like, you know, European-style cast in it. Well, like Orlando Bloom, who's English, and Christoph Waltz, who's German, and, you know, that a, kind of stuff. A lot of open-mindedness also, by the way. You know, like, they're, they're looking at the movie as a whole. Not like, and Logan Lerman, I don't care what anyone says. He's, he's one of the best actors, young, young actors that's up and coming right now. That's why we always mention him for stuff because we know that he's a good actor and he's young. And if you're good when you're young, you're only going to get better. It's like DiCaprio. DiCaprio was fucking amazing when he first started, and then he all he did was just get better with time, like a like a really good wine. Like DiCaprio yeah. is a better actor now than he was when he started, and he was pretty damn good when he started. Yeah, and I can go ahead and say that Logan Lerman's going to be someone like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's going to be one of those guys when, whenever he hits his 30s, you know, and stuff like that, people's going to be like, oh my God, this motherfucker, give him an Oscar. And then it's going to be like, what? Didn't you say like 
he sucked like five, <laughs> six, seven years ago or something. No, yeah. no, no. I always said this guy was amazing. No, you didn't. Yeah, and this kid Logan, who calls him an actor? I'm furious that he got paid to do this role so poorly. That part got me because I'm like, okay, so Mr. Uh, Mr. College Grad, um, could you have played D'Artagnan in this movie? <laughs> no. That fucking guy couldn't have done that. You know. He couldn't have played D'Artagnan. Because uh, you, you have to be, you know, Chris O'Donnell's played D'Artagnan. And in The Musketeer, he was more of like a silent fighter type, which is, was, was cool to watch visually. But D'Artagnan's supposed to be like a lover and a fighter. His love story is supposed to be what is different about the Three Musketeers story. Because it's been told... Um, multiple times the Three Musketeers story, not just by Alexander Dumas. Yeah. The thing that differ makes it different is uh, Alexander Dumas added D'Artagnan in his love story. Mm-hmm. And that that's one of the things too when you when you see this is that uh, Constance, the you know the Queen's lady in waiting. Yeah. At first she just treats him like just some like you know country hick and all that kind of stuff. And then eventually, like, when she needs help, who does she go to? She goes straight to D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan, I need your help. And he was like, you expect me to help you? This is almost means certain death. And she, and he was like, what do I get out of this? And she was like, love. And he was like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> a kiss? Yeah, a kiss. Yeah, yeah. He's like, done. I'm doing it. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I'm doing it. And yeah, he basically sacrifices his life just to do it for his love. And that's, you know, that's some of the greatest stories in history, right? What will you do for love, Troy? You know, I mean, there, there's many How stories. How many wars were fought just to win the favor of Helen of Troy? Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, if you don't think these are some of the greatest love stories ever told, then you, you don't know anything about literature ever. Yeah. So your business graduate degree wouldn't give you that, though, right? Because you don't learn literature in you learn numbers. business grad school. You learn numbers. So I don't know what I don't know what business grad school has to do with movies. No. Except we know that you're a one hundred percent dick. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the bullet points. Uh number one. <laughs> let's teach all the teenage kids to fight and join some sort of army or gang. Also, send them to the big city to pick fights with anyone who insults their horse. There is no honor in doing anything else but killing another human being. I guess being a scholar, inventor, and all that is just a waste. Be a killer. That's where all the glory and honor is. Well, see, here's here's the thing. He doesn't kill the Somebody people. Somebody misses the point. <laughs> yeah, uh, there there was a lot of honor, and there. Was... D'Artagnan's trying to be a musketeer. Yeah. And in Alexander Dumas's story, D'Artagnan doesn't become a musketeer at the end of it, even at the start of his stories. If you know, if you can read any of the versions of the book, the three musketeers at certain points don't become musketeers until the end of their story. Um, and they're based off real people. Yeah. Uh, so is D'Artagnan, but he's based off the person. D'Artagnan's more based off the person that wrote the original three musketeer. Then. So it's kind of. You, know, you got tributes. all these layers. Yeah, you got all these layers, and yeah. Alexander Dumas put them all into one, and he was, you know, one of the greatest writers of his time. Yeah. Uh, his father was a musketeer. 
and he felt inclined. And he was actually a great sword fighter of his own, and he wrote in that in detail. But uh, this asshole doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, because the whole thing is is that he wanted to be a musketeer, so the idea of him being a scholar or an inventor or whatever, that's not what he wants to be. And you know that from the very beginning. I mean, for God's sakes, his father was a musketeer. It taught him how to sword fight and how to... You know, and how to be like chivalrous, because the musketeers are like, you know, they're they're kind of like special forces, what we would consider special forces now. They they got tough shit. When the from, king has tough shit to do, they handle the they have the musketeers handle it. They're basically France's knights. Kinda, yeah, yeah. That's what the musketeers. Like how the knights are to the to the you know the United Kingdom. That's yeah, that's what that's what they are to France. So it's very important. It's very. It's prestigious. Yes, yeah, prestigious. It's it's country saving type people. Musketeers have saved their country time and time again. That's why there's legends about them. Yeah. Because um, in France, they're they're considered legends, all of them. You know? One of the ve- best versions of that, in my opinion, was the movie The Man in the Iron Mask. Uh, oh, that comes up in here. Man in okay. the Iron Mask comes up in one of these comments. So it's well, very good, but. Well, Musketeer-wise, is is severely inaccurate. It's just a fairy tale, but it's a good one. Yeah. And so, the uh, number two, let's hire a bunch of exceptional actors and underuse them through uh, through the whole movie and just use their faces on posters to sell the movie. So he's just talking about the the two actors that he's mentioned before. That didn't get enough screen time. He's very pissed about that. Yeah, I like Stevenson, and I guess I guess he meant Ray Stevenson because he didn't like Luke Evans. He doesn't like Mila, and he doesn't like Logan Lerman. So so he says Ray Stevenson and Christoph Waltz should be the main characters. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, so the I villain, because I mean, the cardinal—he's the main villain of the story. So the villain and the drunk musketeer, yeah, should be the main character. Got it. Okay. Yeah, let's this, do that. This like, guy, <laughs> this guy's right in the movie, right here. Yeah, Mr. Business Grad. So, <laughs> so let's uh, see if any point he says anything about how he would actually do it or fix it, or if he just judges and bashes the movie. Right. I, let's, I think most of it, but we'll see as we go. Number three, a 20-year-old kid who is trained by his father can beat down 20 Cardinal Guards all by himself while the brave musketeers watch and laugh in surprise. His his father was a musketeer his that fa- he was trained by and could beat right. before he even left. So he could literally beat one of the most highly... It'd be like a 20-year-old, which I don't even think he's 20 in this story. Uh, I think he's still, like, a teenager. They're probably, like, 17, 18. 18, something like Maybe, that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Not even a 20-year-old. Could beat a musketeer. Basically, easily. You don't think he could beat a couple of uh, Cardinals guards? Right. Musketeers are, like... So, it'd be like, I just, you know... I'm a Navy SEAL... And I've been training my son how to be a Navy SEAL since he was like eight. But he's going to struggle against mall security guards. Yeah, but he's going to get his ass kicked by like these mall guards or something because there's 20 of them. Come on, get real. The one Navy SEAL would beat the shit out of 20 mall security guards, right? I would imagine, yeah. Especially like in hand-to-hand. 
Yeah, he'd just be like, what are you guys doing? This is funny. Ha ha ha. He'd probably think it was a joke. They'd be like, yeah. no, we're trying to kill you. <laughs> oh, you're trying to... <laughs> yeah. I've been trained since I was like eight. <laughs> My dad's a seal. It would, it would be like, like John Wick dealing with like the, the airport security. Like, do you think yeah. they stand a chance? I mean, come on. These are guards that are they're basically like they what? They protect the church. They protect the cardinal. They're they're religious guards. Yeah, they're just they just they're not designed for wars. And you know what? The cardinal kicks all their asses too in this movie in sword fights because you see it. He's like fighting five of them. The cardinals can beat five of his own guards. You don't think a guy trained by a musketeer can beat twenty of them? Right. (laughs) And that's the other thing too is that like you know like the the three of them are basically looking at D'Artagnan. They're like. And the kid actually, he's actually pretty good. Like, you know, let, let's even it up a little bit, though, because there's, like, quite a lot of them. So that's when they step let's in and they the decide that. Let's even the odds, yeah. And let's let's help the kid out because they're like, he's actually not too bad. He, I mean, he kind of runs his mouth, but, you know, we're cocky, too. So they probably see a little bit of themselves in D'Artagnan. Like, okay, we were kind of dickheads like him. Well, we especially Athos. Athos, yeah. Yeah, because he does act like a lot, of, a lot like Athos, and that's all through the series. Even the older series, you know, with uh, Kiefer Sutherland and Charlie Sheen. Yeah. And Oliver Platt and all those Athos guys. is kind of like his mentor almost. Yeah, yeah. usually almost always it's Athos. Because Aramis, Aramis is the, he's the religious the, one. Yeah. But, uh, so, <laughs> so number four, since we're talking about the Cardinal's guards... Number four, if you kill uh, the cardinal guards in the streets of France, then the public cheers and rejoices for you and calls you a hero openly. Well, if you watch and pay attention, they don't actually kill the cardinal's guards. They, they just, just injure really injure all of them. Yeah. Because uh, even that one guy that uh, Athos throws the dagger at him, it doesn't kill him, it hits him in the shoulder, doesn't it? Hits it hits him in the shoulder, yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're wounded... Because I'm pretty sure that like if they had actually killed all of those guards, the king would have just been like, "You're cool, you, you guys." Yeah, you, you're cool. Actually, you I'm just, gonna get you guys new jackets because your jackets get you are guys fucked new up. Jackets. They just beat the shit out of forty of the cardinal's guards, and you know they're just like, "Was it forty or was it 400? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like it was eighty. It was an off day. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the king, the king is like he's. The king in this movie is probably, I'll say, probably the most metrosexual character I think I've ever well, seen. Well, they in the also movie. say it's probably the most accurate he's been portrayed, like uh, as the the actual uh, what was it, Louis the was it Louis the seventeenth or, or Louis the eighteenth? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that yeah. We don't we don't know that exact number, but that doesn't matter. King um, Louis. It was King Louis. Yeah. And not Louis from, like, Jungle Book. But That's this one monkey. was very young whenever he became king, and he was very nervous. And um, they, I, I've heard historically that, that this is one of the most accurate portrayals of him. Yeah. Because he was very bullied by the cardinal, and the, the cardinal's based off a real cardinal that basically ran France for a while. Yeah. Uh, because he knew that he could push the king around because he was so young yeah and because uh, uh, you can kind of get the idea that like uh cardinal what is it richelieu richelieu or, yeah R- 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 richelieu which was a real cardinal that he uh he's basically 
he's one of those people that like he'll he might not ever be pope, but he has different ambitions. Yeah, he, has he wants different to be shit that he wants king to do. of a country, basically. Yeah, he wants to be like his own king. He just doesn't. He doesn't seem very cardinal-like when you see him in the movie, though. That's the thing that's kind of like kind of great, great about this is that, you know, he's uh he's not, I mean he's they always call him like his eminence and stuff like that, and like they kiss the ring, you know, and that kind of thing. And yeah, he, like, he likes the, all the pageantry. We're not worthy. He, we're not worthy. <laughs> he likes all the pageantry of that. But part of me almost thinks that like he's just using it as a way to like secure power. Secure that's power. Why, yeah, that's why he has all of his own like you know guards and security and stuff like that. So let's sure, secure some power with this next casting of the Three Musketeers. <laughs> right. Let's see what else we got here. Jumble this up a little bit. Okay. What did uh, what did you get? Oh, this one's interesting. We got John Boyega, and then I got Jean Claude Van Damme. Ooh, <laughs> and then let's, let's see what uh, what wifey had here. Uh, uh, she had Catherine Heigl. Ooh, Catherine Heigl, Jean Boyega, and Jean Claude Van Damme. Let's make it happen. That's, that's very <laughs> cultural. That's really yeah. That's super cultural. Yeah, that, that would. I would pay to watch that movie. That would actually be pretty good, yeah. Because <laughs> like, because all three of those are good actors. So, by the way, actors. there's always four in the Three Musketeers. We know this, but you cast the fourth person. Yeah. You guys email us and tell us who's supposed to be D'Artagnan. Email us at beyondthehateatyahoo.com. And even if you see this, you know, if you listen to this episode a year later, still, email us. Yeah. Because that would be interesting to see what, what kind of stuff people come up with. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter when you listen. It's like, oh, uh, maybe I shouldn't email. Uh, this episode came out two years ago. Just do, still do it. Fuck yeah. it. I don't care. We, we don't have any problem going back to older shit. I mean, yeah, we, 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 we might even mention it. Be like, this one guy said fucking, you know. Uh, um, we should get Kiefer Sutherland to be done taking it. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, yeah. He's like 60 now, but let's do it. <laughs> fuck yeah. it. He can still act. I mean, you know, you don't lose it. It's like riding a bike. Um. <laughs> it's like D'Artagnan came back in time to yeah. save the three Musketeers. Yeah. I'm like, it's not as dumb as some of the Hollywood movies has been made. Let's do it. Yeah, fuck it. This is a fantasy. <laughs> um, so, number five. Let's use uh, Da Vinci's name for the sake of scientific inventions and get away with inventing a flying elephant for crying out loud. He didn't oh. invent a flying elephant. Uh, I know this guy is, like, exaggerating. But that's uh, the uh, one thing that I will notice, and it will probably come up uh, several times. I think it even comes up again uh, here in a few thing. points. So the thing is, is that the people watching this movie fucking hate airships. Have you guys ever played a Final Fantasy game before? Uh, also, the airship that they uh, they show that Orlando Bloom's in was actually created in real life and actually operated. From a Da Vinci blueprint. Yeah. Because Germany was already, it was Germany, I'm pretty sure, uh, was already developing it. Well, they're the ones who invented the Zeppelins anyway. Yeah, they, the they invented it. Airships. And they actually made it, it's actually in a museum in Germany now from the movie. It's actually a flyable airship. And it was invented from a Da Vinci blueprint. Yeah. Because Da Vinci did draw that. He also drew the original prototype for a helicopter as well. 
So people credit him as like the inventor of the helicopter. Suck a dick. <laughs> the only thing stupid about this movie is that they used dynamite and dynamite wasn't invented until 200 years later. But hey, we'll forgive that because this is Hollywood. They had to blow some shit up. Yeah. There's a lot of like like cannon fire and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, dynamite didn't exist until 200 years later after this storyline. But hey, yeah. whatever. I mean, you know, the story of 47 Ronin doesn't actually have, like, a witch that can transform into a dragon. Yeah, but Did it, it make does... that movie any less entertaining? No. Nope. It... But it actually been better I for mean, it. <laughs> did Keanu Reeves actually exist back then? We don't know. Maybe. Keanu probably did exist back <laughs> in feudal Japan. Because as we've established, we think that Keanu Reeves is immortal, so. Yeah. I was about to say no, but maybe. <laughs> maybe he was. Maybe Who he knows? wasn't. Yeah. Right. Prove me wrong. He might have been around back then. I mean, uh, maybe that's the reason why he knows, like, he's, like, really good at doing the Japanese customs, because he's like, dude, I know how to wear this shit. I, I used to wear this back in the day. I was there. I was there. It's like, oh, well, Keanu Reeves can act Japanese. I actually, I actually invented Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually there when it was founded, so, yeah. It's so like, I can play whoa. that character. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy shit. So what do you at... think you play a Japanese character? Because I named the continent of Japan. <laughs> the country of Japan? The country of Japan. Did I say continent? You said continent. It should be a continent. Kentucky Vanilla Barrel is fucking us both up right now. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> cream uh, ale. It tastes like cream soda, but with alcohol. Right. You uh, can't really taste the alcohol in this. They're you really dangerous. can't. If you buy a case of these, you will die from alcohol poisoning. Right. Because <laughs> it's uh, we, we're pretty sure they're lying. Yeah, because uh, it says 5.5%. It's more like 10.5%. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's Kentucky. It's made in bourbon barrels. There's no way that you can get 5.5% out of bourbon barrels. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Right, I said, beyond the head of the eye <laughs> so number six uh let's offer no character development in any in any dimension but still make the movie in three dimension for people to enjoy where's there no character development the, the movie starts with character development right actually they're already developed as characters right because we all know the three musketeers do we need to develop characters that we already know yeah do we need to tell you do we need to teach you who the, the, the people that's been around for 500 years are? Do we have do we have to, every movie, do we have to see uh, Bruce Wayne's parents get killed? Do we have to see that every time? Do we have to see Peter Parker's uncle die every fucking movie to let you understand who Peter Parker is? And he gets bitten by a spider and turns into Spider-Man. Yeah, do we have to show you that every time? <laughs> because that'd be the same bullshit as showing you this whole Three Musketeers story every time. Do, that's fucking stupid. Do we have to see Superman as a Kansas boy every movie? Yeah, do we do we <laughs> just just watch Smallville? Right. Or Lois and Clark. Yeah. The Adventures of Superman. Actually, that actually wasn't too bad of a show. Dean Kane. And Terry Hatcher. But good stuff. We just we just dropped Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher. Boom. This <laughs> is what kind of show you're listening to. Into the show about three musketeers. We know stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we know shit. Um, but the whole idea that it's like, let's just make the characters really flat and boring, which they're not, because everybody in this movie has, like, pretty good character development, and everybody has, like, motives and things that they want to do. I mean, probably the most character development in this whole movie is Milady. 
Milady, yeah. She has a lot going on in this movie. She is so awesome, and she survives this movie. This movie should have been a trilogy. Yeah. I would have loved to seen it. Orlando Bloom as a villain is, is enjoyable. Yeah. Because you don't enjoyable. see that very often. Orlando Bloom usually plays a good guy because he's like... Because he's pretty good looking, so a lot of times they're like, we gotta have him be the hero. I mean, come on. He's gotta be a good guy, and he's like, I'm sick of that. I don't want to Because be he's a beautiful guy. man. I mean, let's... He's a beautiful man. Look at it. It's Orlando Bloom. Yeah. It tell me that if when he's dressed up as like Legolas, you're not like, you know what? I fuck Legolas. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 in, uh, and the good thing is you can fuck him forever because he's immortal. <laughs> he's immortal. But another thing that really pisses me off, and we will probably do this, is the hate on the Hobbit. Oh yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of hate. We'll it's eventually not the do War the, of the Rings. Why does it take three? Movies to make a children's short story because it wasn't only a children's short story, it was a longer version of it that was made. But we'll have to save that for The Hobbit when we get to Ooh, it. Oh, yeah, we are. That will be that will be down the pipeline somewhere, you know. But uh, I, I th- the idea that they would they would sacrifice making the characters interesting so that they could just make like splashy 3D m- moments. Where they could have you know things like sword coming at you in 3D or you know like the airships going by you in 3D and all that kind of stuff. It's like you have to have that kind of stuff in a 3D movie because why would you watch a 3D movie if it was not to see like cool stuff coming at you through the screen, you know? But I to think that there's no character development in this. I mean, basically everybody goes through some sort of an arc. I mean, even the cardinal. I mean, he starts off as just like this you know, warmongering prick that wants to basically start war between France and England and then eventually gets put into his place because he got outsmarted. <laughs> and he just exactly. had to fucking man up and deal with it because he's like, well, fuck, I can't do anything about it now. I got to come up with a new plan because the musketeers and that fucking D'Artagnan kid screwed up everything, you know? <laughs> you know, so... But if you're going to make a 3D movie, you have to make moments like that that are interesting to look at in 3d otherwise what's the point you know that's just kind of why you have to make a movie like that you have to have specific moments that look good on the screen in 3d but to you know bitch about it and say like they focus more on that than trying to make the characters interesting then what the fuck movie did you watch did you actually did you actually watch the three musketeers candy bar and you were like, you know what? This fucking candy bar doesn't do anything. You know what? The candy bar is fucking delicious. This episode is not brought to you by the Three Musketeers candy. <laughs> but it fucking should be. But it's be. fucking delicious. <laughs> I'm probably might go home. I might, you know, before I go home tonight, I might stop at the store and get me a couple of them. Because fuck it. I've had it on my brain all day. Um, so uh, then we get to uh, number seven. Uh, remember, if a girl kisses you, then you must go to England, steal the diamonds, bring them back to France, all in five days. I suppose water ships used to sail really fast during those times. <laughs> so, the whole concept that, like, you know, Constance basically goes to D'Artagnan and it's like, you know, I need you to help out with, like, you know, getting the diamonds back. You know, can you get the musketeers and and stuff to help because you know if those diamonds are missing then it's gonna it's gonna basically cause an issue between king louis and the queen and all this kind of stuff and i think what what happens is is that people are thinking that you can set up something like this just from like a kiss or whatever and it's like in, before she'd been cold to him but now all of a sudden 
you've got issues where she needs their she needs his help and so she goes straight to d'artagnan to get help and so she's kind of changed her tune on him a little bit because whereas before she was like well I'm just going to be, you know, kind of nasty to him because, you know, I, I'm, you know, a lady in waiting. I'm with the queen and he's just some, you know, dirty country boy that thinks he can walk into into France and exactly. sweet talk everybody. But then when she needs help, she goes straight to D'Artagnan like, look, okay, I, you know, I was kind of a bitch to you before, but this is more serious than just me kind of being a bitch to you. Like, we need seriously need help. And we feel like, you know, I feel like you can help the queen do this, you know. But uh, the thing about uh, it takes, you know, like, you know, nautical, like, ship speed and being able, you know, not being able to, like, do all that stuff in five days. If you think about it, and I've kind of worked out some of the math on this, you know, a little bit because I was trying to figure out how this would work out exactly. If you look at... Like when the musketeers were trying to access the port at Calais, which is in the kind of like the northern tip, you know, like the northwestern tip basically of France. Right. And it shows you in the movie that they're in Calais. And I know that that's where they're at because the graphic displays and it says Calais. Calais. So if you look at how long it takes to get from the port at Calais to the port of Dover, England... In a modern-day car, using the channel, the channel tunnel, it takes an hour and 43 minutes to go across that. It's 51 kilometers from Calais to Dover. That's so, nothing. That's half of a Lord of the Rings movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, basically. So that's in a modern-day car. So if you're in, like, a regular sailing ship, which can go basically, um, and I don't know, they didn't see exactly the math, but... You know, one uh, one nautical mile is 1.8 kilometers per hour. So if you take 1.8 kilometers per hour, when you have to go 51 kilometers, it's not going to take that many hours to cross that in a traditional no. 19, like a like a well, a 1600s era ship, right? So, <laughs> you know, when this you guy would, you you would be there. What 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 they say in the movie? Five, five days. days? Yeah. You'd be there in five days. Yeah, five days to deal with that because that was basically, you know, within five days was going to be the uh, the the gala, the ball that Louis was going to throw to try and see, you know, if the queen still had her diamonds and all that kind of stuff. So the idea that, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I suppose water ships used to sail really fast during those times. If you're going 51 kilometers, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to do that. That takes maybe just like a decent chunk of one day. Yeah, so that's that's. You still have like deal. three days roughly to do what you have to do at the Tower of London and then get back to France. You know, I'm not amazing at geography, but I do know how to get to point A, from point A to point B. Yeah. So, just look at a map sometimes before you say shit instead of just saying shit because you hate it. Or you don't, you might not even hate it. You just want to hate it so much that you're trying to pick, which is what this guy's definitely doing. Yeah. Okay, I have a game here. Uh, just to break up this dick holes bullshit. <laughs> um, basically, we have, we have some cards here, and we're going to flip them. If they're stupid, we're going to skip them <laughs> because we don't have time for any of that shit. No. Um, so I'll we go have first. Shit to do. 
I have to do a German <laughs> accent. This isn't. This is just. This is just for a turn because I'm going to be horrible at it. And I nine. <laughs> you literally said one word. I only know. I only know. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Oh, man. It's your turn! (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) This is what happens when you you provide two people alcohol and open mic. Oh, Oh, you have to do a Chinese accent. This is going to be racist. I'm just going to skip that one. Okay, yeah, that was... (laughs) You can skip that one, too, if you want. Uh, uh, That's the never have I ever. Redneck accent. There we go. I can do that. Do it. (laughs) All right, so uh, me and Jimbo was gonna go down to Talladega and get ourselves some, uh, get ourselves some uh, natty light because, you know, we just feel like we want to get fucked up at the race, but we still want to be able to hear the engines and all that kind of shit. Don't let John lie to you. That's his real accent. <laughs> you can't. You cannot do German worth the shit. <laughs> okay, I gotta take one drink. That that's a card that actually makes fucking sense. <laughs> Yeah, not whatever the fuck you were trying to say there a second ago. Uh, what is this? Guys drink one. That means guys drink one. Drink. Okay, that's the end of this round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's no gender reassignment surgery here. You know, not to make fun of you if you're transgender, but you know, we're yeah. men. <laughs> we're all men. We are all that are men. We right. chug. But it's syrup at a waffle house. <laughs> what the fuck? Like in Super Troopers. I think I think Steve has like added something to his beer. Uh, <laughs> in case yep. you hear about Steve going into the hospital because he had you know he took too, too much, much LSD. Too much Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what that beer. I, I would imagine that's probably what Emma Stone tastes like. So, you know. Yes. That Kentucky, Kentucky vanilla, vanilla barrel. barrel cream ale tastes like Emma Stone. <laughs> right. Oh man. Not in a creepy way, but in a good way. Yeah. Let's let's not make it creepy, but you know. Uh but yeah, for those of you who are fans of Emma Stone, you're gonna like the next ones that we do because we're doing the real Spider Man movies. The That's amazing my Spider Man. Andrew Garfield, the amazing Spider Man. Hashtag my real Spider Man. My real Spider Man. Uh because we're doing both uh Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man one and two. Girls drink one. I just drew a card. Girls drink. Yeah, if you're Doesn't if you're a girl, you gotta drink. So the uh, I just got to do it a Russian accent. <laughs> it sounds like your German accent. You just you you just fuck it up everywhere now. I will have to break you. Lately's <laughs> <laughs> not good, comrade. Um, but uh, so, I'm not the accent guy. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> So, I am looking for my nephew. <laughs> but uh, so, come, so bullet point number eight: uh, If you are the villain and you have to stop the hero from bringing the diamonds back to France, then do not shoot the airship down and destroy the evidence, but instead offer them a trade for the captive girl. So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, when I read this, I was like, I, I mean, are, is he confused on what the fuck happened there? Did he, like, zone out for, like, 25 minutes and not realize what was going on in the movie? I, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, because Logan Lerman was going to trade himself for the girl. Yeah. 
Like, he was just going to, like, yeah, you can take let me. Let Constance, you know, Let go. Constance go, just take me. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually what they do is they, you know, eventually uh, Rochefort ends up with the diamonds and then, you know, because, like, D'Artagnan then, snatches them and then he fights Rochefort and then Rochefort ends up with them. And then he has to sword fight him on top of the the the, the Notre Dame. That's badass. That's Lerman just showing off his sword fight skills like yeah. a motherfucker. And so is Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen, those guys. This movie wouldn't have been shit without Mads. Mads rocked the shit. Yeah. And all those people like he was awesome in Doctor Strange. He was equally awesome in this. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen can basically do anything he wants. He's awesome. Yeah. Him and Benedict uh, Cumberbatch in the same movie. That's great stuff. Uh, but. <laughs> So number nine, it says, "Let's get the heroes who have been uh, who have seen an airship for the first time in their lives fly an airship later on in the movie with no real training whatsoever." Now, the thing is, is that the whole idea that like they wouldn't be able to run the airship. I mean, how complicated could it really be? You just have to make sure that you have air and the dirigible and the balloon. And then the actual steering, because it's built like a traditional water-style ship. It even has, you know, you even have the, the traditional, like, boat steering wheel. Like you would in a 1600s era boat, like a galleon or something well, like that. Well, isn't Luke Evans' character also, like, a master of, like, navigation and stuff like that, too? Isn't he kind of like a seasman? The uh, priest? The priest? Well, it, it uh... Athos is the one that's really good with water. Athos is. Athos so is, he, he, he not would Aramis. Know, he would, okay, so he would know how to, to steer a ship. Because he's the one that always does the underwater stuff. That's why he yeah, has yeah, the yeah, breathing right, apparatus right. at the beginning when he takes the guards Artemis out Artemis is from, he's from the air. Which would also qualify him to do stuff like that. Did, did you say Artemis? You said Artemis. <laughs> I did say Artemis. We're confusing mythologies here. Kentucky Vanilla Barrel Cream Ale. <laughs> Eventually you're going to get to the point where you're just going to be like, Kentucky Vanilla Barrel Fuck. <laughs> when I get to the point, you, you know what? You just pick a card. <laughs> see if you can say accents after this. Everybody drink. Everybody, Everybody drink. Shot, 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 shot. Everybody. Yeah. Um, but... Because if I'm not mistaken, in the movie, the one who's actually controlling the steering is Aramis, isn't it? It is Aramis. Yeah, because he's the he's the the water guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the water guy. That's yeah. what I meant. I didn't mean Artemis. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Aramis. <laughs> but you know, there is alcohol involved in these episodes. So if you're really picky about what I say, fuck off. Yeah, let's do uh, let's do another Musketeers drawing. Yes, yeah. let's do it. Just because, uh, you know. Let's, we'll see if one of these names that comes through here can actually run an airship. Ooh, I have a guy that can run an airship right here. His name is John Ham. John Ham. <laughs> John Ham for president. Uh, mine was Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yes! John Ham, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> let's see what the other And one. let's see what wifey's got. Almost dropped it. <laughs> let's see what she has. Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. Yes! <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. John Hamm, Vanilla Ice, and Gabrielle Union. So far, why? I'm going to call it, that's a billion. That's, that's a billion. That's a billion. Yeah. Right there. Let's go ahead and get it done, Disney. Right. <laughs> uh, 
so because that's public domain. <laughs> Alexander Dumas is public domain, just like Arthur Conan Doyle. Yep. Anybody can make a fucking Sherlock movie, and everybody, everybody does. <laughs> everybody can make a Sherlock movie, or a TV show, or whatever the fuck you can. You can have Robert Downey Jr., you can have Benedict Cum- Cumberbatch. Cumberbatches is the best. Cumberbatches? Cumberbatches. Cumberbatches of goodness. <laughs> Cumberbatch for president. Cumberbatch for president. He's from England. He can't, that doesn't count. Um, oh, so we should let Arnold count, though. Yeah. I mean, he's been in America long enough. I'm going to draw a card. Guys, drink two. Okay. <laughs> The thing about drinking games is that it's basically entertainment to find an excuse to drink. But if you know anything about real alcoholics, they don't need to have a reason to drink or a fun game. They just drink just because. (laughs) (laughs) Since you're just going to open shit right on the middle of the show, why not? You know, this is America. So let's talk about Milady. Don't fuck my flag up, Trump. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... No, yeah. no, no, no more comments. No more. Just don't fuck my shit up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but so number ten. Uh, let's get. No, more. hold on, hold on. Fuck you. Don't fuck my shit up. Okay, yeah. now you can go. Okay, are we, are we are we done with our soapbox now? Okay. Uh, Wait one more time. Roll time. Okay. Roll time. <laughs> Okay, number 10. Let's get Mila to kill five to six skilled guards in a sword mm-hmm. fight yes. and pull off a heist, but yet still accept defeat in front of four musketeers because she is sh- such a petite woman with no strength. No, that's not what happened there at all. She was in the face of three musketeers. And D'Artagnan. <laughs> but, you know, King's Guards, whatever, they get their asses kicked. Yeah. Because they're not the three musketeers, like the greatest musketeers of all time. Yeah. And D'Artagnan, which is probably a better sword fighter than all of them. Possibly combined. <laughs> yeah, combined. So, why would you fight them? She knew she was defeated whenever she woke up on the ship with them. Yeah. Like, she was like, well, I'm fucked. Because, yeah, because, uh... I'm uh, in the air with, like, the four best swordsmen of all time. And then, uh, and it was pretty interesting, too, because, like, uh, Planchet lets the horse go on her carriage... And then she like looks over and <laughs> sees that it's Planchet, you know James Corden, and uh, then they hook the carriage to the to the airship. And she's like, "Shit." I mean, she's like, "Well, shit. Okay, I'm done. Okay, uh, they got me." Because <laughs> what the fuck is she gonna do? You know. Mila, by the way, sexy as shit. She said yeah. she had to eat a lot of pasta and stuff like that so she can get her cleavage to look. As sexy as it was. And I mean, and I think we're better for it, honestly. Yeah, she, she did a lot of work <laughs> to make sure that she looked as sexy she as possible. She had to make the girls look good, and they do look good. Oh, I will say that the corsets in this movie are amazing, because even Constance, even though she's like a teenage girl or whatever. Oh, well, she's she supposed was, to be. She was she's in her sp- 20s. Yeah, so it's not creepy. It's not a pedo thing. Because yeah. <laughs> the actual actress is of age. Yeah. <laughs> don't take it that way. Because Logan like, Lerman was in his 20s also. Yeah, Logan Lerman is too, so don't think it's a statutory thing. But anyway, did they even they didn't even have stuff they didn't have stuff like that back in the sixteen hundreds? Like No, teenagers could Teenagers do it. could just like openly have sex. Like why can't we just go back to that? You <laughs> don't, know? Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> why can't we go back to sixteen hundred times? You know? No, they'll say it <laughs> I think that's the Kentucky vanilla barrel. No you <laughs> uh, Alright, draw a card. <laughs> um 
<laughs> but but I, I but even like the queen, she's you gotta like, do like, a Jamaican accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is not gonna be. See, because I, I got. Are I gotta you gonna be go like, straight Gary Oldman now? I'm gonna have to go Drexel Spivey because that's like the only white Jamaican I can <laughs> go, think of. Go Drexy. <laughs> yeah, go sexy Drexy. Um, that, and we'll forever call him that now because you fucked up and said that. We're just, we're just gonna be a part of the show from now on. Now, hey, don't, 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 don't judge us, hatest. Sit down, get yourself a neg roll. <laughs> well, see, that makes us like practically fucking related. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Let um, me draw. La- oh well, last card. I gotta do an Irish accent. So, um, let's let's go full pikey here. Full pikey. Full pikey from Snatch. Okay. Periwinkle brew. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> Other that, or you could just talk like Conor McGregor. You know. Uh, when I go Conor McGregor, I want to do a little Prince Nassim Ahmed in it too, and that's like English and Irish at the same <laughs> yeah. time. So you don't do like, fucking nothing. You, you don't, don't do fucking, fucking nothing. nothing. Look at you wearing your fucking jammies and your fucking fight. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a fucking school bag. <laughs> We're in your fucking school bag. I'm in a ten thousand dollar suit. You're in your fucking track suit. <laughs> yeah. Also, like too. This motherfucker's when, broke. Like when he, like when he, uh, I forgot. Was it when he, when he fought Diaz and he won the other belt and he was like the undisputed champ, you know? And he yeah. was like, I'd like to take this time to apologize to fuck to absolutely nobody. <laughs> to absolutely no one. I say, fuck them all. <laughs> I'm fucking Irish. Props to Becky Lynch! <laughs> Props to Becky Lynch, yeah. You don't Props know who to that Finn is. <laughs> yeah. Props to Finn Balor. Props to Finn fucking Balor who gets misused in the WWE. But, I will uh, come to the WWE just to knock the motherfuckers out. Yeah. <laughs> that do not make you champion. Oh god, Connor and, and Connor McGregor and Ronda and the same company? God, that WWE would just implode. No. Um, Go Ronda Rousey. Win WrestleMania or whatever you're doing. Because <laughs> we're probably not going to watch it. In a mixed tag match, yeah. Um, so Draw a card. Sp- speaking of Malay... Okay, we'll do this and I'll get back to the... Uh, what the fuck is reverse? reverse. Is- Just skip that shit. Okay. We're not doing that. Um, you can make a rule. Make a rule. Okay, the rule is every time that we, we reference... Logan Lerman, you have to drink. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're gonna I get specifically up. have to drink, or we have to drink? We both do. If we're gonna, if one of us is going to get fucked up, the other one's going to get fucked up. Okay, this is how we do a podcast. This is how we do it. Okay, okay roll. Um, so, speaking of Milady, because we're still on that. Number 11. We're always on Milady. We're always on Milady. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, uh, so it says, let's throw Mila from the airship thousands of miles down to ocean and still have her survive the ordeal because you can't kill Mila no matter what. And second, because if you fall from the height of a thousand miles into water, it does not hurt as water breaks your fall. Hold on. So he thinks that they're thousands of miles in the air. They're definitely not. <laughs> how far up? It, how far up are they in the airship? They, Maybe a... Maybe... A few hundred feet. A few hundred feet. 200, 300 feet. <laughs> They're not thousands. Of... Okay, so... Did this guy even watch this movie? Or, can you tell or was me... Was he, like, watching James and the Giant Peach or some weird shit? <laughs> okay, well, what I was going to ask you, can you tell me how many miles is it to space? How many miles does it take to get to space? It's, uh... 
Uh, was it something like 200, 300 miles? Is it, is it that many? Uh, I think so, yeah. Like, uh, well, fuck it. Since we have the search open, let's see. Uh, Let, let's go ahead and uh, see. So this guy says that they were thousands of miles in the air, right? Right, yeah. So uh, th this guy says that we're thousands of miles in the air, and they just pushed Mila off the ship thousands of miles into the air. So to let's see from to the, from Earth to the upper atmosphere, because that's basically where the like where space is, right? The upper atmosphere. Yes. It's a hundred kilometers from the surface of the Earth to the upper atmosphere, which basically once you pass the atmosphere entirely, you are in actual space. Which is how many miles? Uh, let's see, that would be 62 miles. 62 miles. So thousands of miles, he's basically like, we are pushing Mila from the fucking moon. <laughs> <laughs> from like, where they're, so like, she was on the International Space Station. <laughs> she was on the International Space off. Station. And she got shoved off the ship into Perfectly. the Perfectly. This guy has no fucking clue what he's talking about. But remember, he's a business grad. He is a business, not a grad. physicist. <laughs> and I'm just gonna he go ahead and say, Logan Lerman, drink. <laughs> oh, you rad bastard! Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna draw a card, give one drink. I'll give it to myself. <laughs> okay, so to end Mr. Uh, business Grad's comment, because we're finally at the end of it now. Uh, it says, I can continue on with uh, with many other rants about the movie, but I will stop here. My only request is to Mr. Mickelson and Christo Christopher Waltz is that, I know, is that I know it takes money to pay the bills, but please do read the script before you actually sign a movie. I suggest everyone who reads this review to avoid this movie completely. Trust me, you won't miss much. I don't miss you. <laughs> you don't even know who the people you're talking about you don't even know what their names are. Yeah. What what I miss is facts. And people using facts when they make a statement. Because he's already fucked up physics. He's fucked up geography. Thousands of miles. <laughs> he said thousands of miles. So. It's yeah. only 62 miles to, to the outer atmosphere. Where you can basically reach space. Yeah. That's how much, like, that's when these the things. These guys were above the Reisman horizon they were like they, they were at helicopter level yeah they weren't like riding fucking they weren't riding spaceships <laughs> yeah they're airships not spaceships okay Jesus. let's see let's let's come up with another another trio of musketeers yes, let's here let's do this so it's, uh and then we'll go into the next comment uh let's see what steve had here okay this is gonna be good Okay, this one's pretty good, too. So mine was Tina Fey. Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington, okay. And Tina Fey, let's see what wifey had. So we got Tina Fey, Carrie Washington, and Halle Berry. Oh, shit. That is fucking off the chain. That let's is really good. Let, it, let us do that movie. That would be fucking amazing. Oh shit, that's that actually good. Yeah, that's really good. And that that would be an all female movie that would be worth a shit. Yeah. Um. Life is on fire tonight. Right. Okay. Um uh so before you hit the next comment, hit a card. Okay. Uh let's see. Guy 
Italian. Italian. There we go. Italian okay, can accent. Okay, you do Italian? You're gonna go all uh, <laughs> uh, um, inglorious bastards on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Was there, was, was there really any Italians in Inglorious Bastards? You remember when they tried to be Italian at the end whenever they couldn't? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's been a I minute meant. since I've seen Inglorious Bastards, but yeah, it's coming to me okay. now. Well, beer's getting to me for a second there. Okay, um, so Italian accent, let's see. Talk yeah. to me. Because if I, because part of it would just like it would just be like a Brooklyn accent, you know. Well, kinda, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be like you know, uh, be like Vin Vincenzo, bring me my gun, you know. It'd be something like that, you know. Mamma mia! Mamma mia! <laughs> the spaghetti and the meatballs. <laughs> no, that's racist. That's yeah. This, this is oh, if you're offended, then this is not the podcast for this you. This is not the podcast. Yeah, because we make fun of everybody. We make fun everyone, of everyone because we love everyone, so we have to make fun of. Them. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying is. <laughs> oh my God, he's so drunk he turned into walking. You gotta. Uh, bada boom, bada bang. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, next comment. Uh, I gotta do a Boston accent, so I'm gonna have to do this like Matt Damon. <laughs> get in the car. <laughs> get in the car in Boston and get me Boston. some chips. Yeah. <laughs> get some fish and chips. Yeah. Get some fish and chips, and then I gotta go see Affleck. <laughs> said no one ever. Yeah, said nobody ever. <laughs> Let's go see Ben Affleck ruin Batman. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this one had, this one, they didn't give it a star rating, like, at all, but it was interesting, and, um, the, one thing that I also thought was kind of interesting, too, is that when, when you look at her full name in this movie, she, her name is Milady De Winter, right? And then immediately I thought of, like, Alex De Winter from Bill and Ted. I wonder if, like, he's Party a direct, time. I wonder it, if he's, no, like, a direct descendant. Like, does everything ultimately go back to Keanu Reeves? <laughs> it does. Everything... Six degrees of separation. Everything goes back to Keanu Reeves. Fuck Kevin Bacon. Everything Your goes back to Keanu. Your whole life. Think about it. Keanu Reeves. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but it says Countess De Winter sword fighting and spinning on a, on the wire rig, and then of course there's no stars. And this is from June of uh, 2012 by Electro Bird. Electro Bird. Yeah. <laughs> And it says, uh, uh, seriously, the writer of Predators and the director of Resident Evil decided that Alexander Dumas' masterpiece was not good enough. So they decided to add Leonardo da Vinci's airship and make some other improvements on this horrid joke of a movie. I stopped watching when I saw Countess de Winter sword fighting and spinning on the wire rig. I wonder how long before zombies would show up. Um, as a lover of literature, I can't stand those Hollywood adaptations. Like when someone decided to cast Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes and also ignored that the, that the detective from Baker Street never touched a firearm and sent the, the most brilliant detective ever imagined on a shooting spree around London. Anyway, it isn't hard to understand why this $75 million piece of garbage well, flopped at the box you, office. Before you go on any further. Well, that's the end, yeah. Okay, that is the end. Yeah, uh, the Sherlock end. Holmes definitely touched a firearm in the, the Arthur Conan Doyle 
novels. I mean, he was a detective for Scotland Yard. He was a detective, and it was usually, you know, he he did have to touch a firearm. So, <laughs> that is ridiculous. That's just, that's just hearsay. But I think what it is is that this person is basically hating on this movie because he doesn't like Paul W.S. Anderson. And it's like Paul W.S. Anderson does some stuff that probably not everybody's going to enjoy. That's but I fine. like most of his movies. I mean, most of the stuff that he's done, I've liked. You know, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Resident Evil movies. And then, you know, this movie was really good. And, you know, like Predators was really good, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I, I like Adrian Brody. Yeah, like... Uh, two for Grace. And Paul W.S. Anderson did the, he did the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one. The first one. Right? Wasn't that Paul W.S. Anderson? Yes. Yeah. Because he has kind of a, uh, he, he, he kind of likes doing video game stuff. That's why he did the Resident Evil and he did Mortal Kombat, you know. But he doesn't do video game stuff in the UVA Bowl type. Way. No. He does God. it where he actually gives a shit. Yeah, he actually tries to make it, you know, at least, because that's one of the things that, you know, who knows, he might eventually get to like the Resident Evil movies too, because... That'd be you know, fun. Yeah. Uh, or at least, you know, maybe, not all of them, because, God, there's like seven of them, but, <laughs> you know, or whatever many there are. Uh, how many of them are there? Is there like five or six? Is there six Resident Evils? I forgot. I lost count. But um, but the thing, I think about, like, when people say that, like, this is, like, that this is, like, really fucking with, like, you know, liter literary stuff. It's like, if you just... The people who make plays try to make things exactly like it is in the literature, you know, because how many times do you see, you know, somebody do something that's historical and it's like 100% accurate, you know? Never. Yeah, it's not because, I mean, there's a lot of things like it because sometimes the real stories would have interesting parts in it, but would it be interesting enough that you could fill a two-hour movie with, a two-and-a-half-hour movie with, or hour-and-a-half? You know, sometimes you have to embellish things because you have to kind of jazz it up a bit. And, you know, there's a little thing that I think sometimes people have lost called fucking imagination. It's called, when I watch a movie like this, I don't sit back and I'm like, oh, well, that's fucked up. Like, seriously, they had airships in the 1600s? That's bullshit. You know, like, I'm watching a 47 run and, oh, well, people can't fucking turn into dragons. That's bullshit. I'm like, no, it's a fucking fantasy movie. When you watch Harry Potter, do you think, like... Oh, this is like, magic doesn't fucking exist. This movie's stupid. It's not even realistic. No, people fucking love Harry Potter because it's your imagination gone wild. If, if you're ready to depict a movie, like, just tear it apart, you're going to. Yeah. If you want to hate a movie, you're going to hate that movie. If you're going to be, if you go into it negative, that's exactly what you're going to find. You're going to find nothing but negative. If you're like, I really don't want to watch this movie. This movie's going to suck. Then you're going to make that movie suck. Right. Go into the movie to enjoy it, and then if you have a negative reaction to the movie, then just move on to another movie. You don't have to just linger on the movie, because when you linger on the movie, you sit there and write a fucking 11-point essay on a movie or something like that. <laughs> you just look pathetic. Like the first person, yeah. It's, it's just a movie. I mean, it really is just a movie. Yeah. It's meant to be fun. It's, it's entertainment. Movies are made for entertainment. You know, like, I, I just can't stress enough, like, when I'm talking about Dolph Lundgren movies. I, I watch movies like Sweeper and, um, you know, um, One in the Chamber and uh, Man of War and stuff like that. And most people are like, well, this movies kind of suck. And it's like, I don't think they suck. You might think they suck, but I don't think they suck. 
There's people that like literally they... pay money to go see the room, the Tommy Wiseau, the room in theaters. And that movie does suck, but it's pretty. Yeah, I mean the acting is not great because I mean none of but them. But that that sucks in a way that people enjoy it. Like they they laugh and make fun of it and stuff like that. That's the way that they enjoy it. And that's, make memes that, about it. That's fine. I mean, if that's how you want to watch a movie, then do it. But I'm not judging your movies, so don't judge my movies. Right. And I think a lot of times what it is is that because Dolph doesn't really make like a ton of mainstream movies, they think that he's not like talented because he's not in. Well, it's like, well, if he was really good, he'd be in like big movies. It's like, eh, most of the time, Dolph doesn't really care about that. Dolph has a good bit of money. He doesn't have to be in huge Hollywood things. The, the biggest things that he does now really is the Expendables movies. Yeah. And that's just because they're fun as shit because he gets to hang out with like a lot of his boys. Yeah, basically all of his friends and stuff. And then he like gets to meet new people movie. like Statham. And it's kind of funny even when like the Expendables too, where like you know Terry Crews is holding the doors open and stuff, and Dolph standing outside, and Terry Crews holds the door open with him and Statham, and he's like, "Yeah, you're stronger, whatever." Probably the strongest per- person there was standing outside, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> Stallone knows. Stallone knows because he's been hit by him and been put in the hospital by him. Yeah. Uh Hit a car. What is it? What is this? Everyone must take photos. Okay, no. No, No, we're not doing that. Bust the... No. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Well, that's cheating. (laughs) This is my forte because I get to actually do my British accent for once. Okay. I'll drink for that. Right. And you know that it's fucking accurate because I've done it before in front of people, so... Although I'd imagine our friends from the UK are probably like, Oh, his accent's not that good. But, I mean, considering that I'm, I'm an American, I mean, I think that's actually pretty good, don't you think? And what we think <laughs> is, what we think about that is, Fuck you, Christian Bell. We know you can nail an American accent, but don't judge us. Yeah, just don't because judge you're us from, for our English accent. Just because you're from Wales, that doesn't mean that you get to judge everybody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just because you nail everything you do? Yeah. Eh, fuck you, Christian Bell. Yeah. We love you, though, Christian Bell. Yeah. You're awesome, Christian Bell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, back to the Christian awesome. Bell podcast. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to draw a card. Girls drink three. You girls. If you're listening, three. you got to drink. That's or, the rules. Yeah. Let's skip the card. Everyone drink. Everyone drink. <laughs> Yay. This is the best part of the show. <laughs> No, let's be honest, the best part of the show is us. Because without us, there wouldn't be a show. <laughs> um, this show would not exist. No, it would not. Uh, so this next comment, they gave it a uh, 1 out of 10. And they put, they, uh, they put, really, with a question mark. And this, yes, is, made by, really. this is made by Jared Markoff. Boom, answered, let's move on. <laughs> uh, it says, uh, this is made by Jared Markoff, and this is October 2011. <laughs> Jared Jackoff. Uh, Jared Jackoff. Part of me, like, when I cop- when I was, like, getting the notes for this, I was like, Steve is going to fuck with that guy's name. Like, immediately, I was like, he's going to fuck with that guy's name. Um, but yeah. it says, it says, I actually expected this movie uh, to be bad based on the previews, and after the first five minutes, which were kind of entertaining, I thought maybe this won't be so bad. But every attempt at humor is completely dry, and the story is told in the worst way possible. This is not a comedy. Uh, aside from the opening scene, everything added to the story in an attempt to make it different from the standard. Three Musketeer plot is completely lame. Uh, there's supposed to be a period there, I guess. 
Um, but they just okay. fucking Reynolds forgot it. it. Uh, the cool. Three Musketeer plot is completely lame, and even Orlando Bloom acted like a rookie. I don't know how on earth this managed to get financed. If you want some real entertainment, watch the 93 version in which Tim Curry is the best Cardinal ever. Best Cardinal ever? Ever! Okay, so he's, he's talking about the Charlie Sheen Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Which I think is kind of like, that's considered sort of like the standard Three Musketeers movie, isn't it? Like nowadays. I guess. But I, we, we would say that this one probably would be. And, you know, we understand there's some like fantastical type shit in this movie. I love the that that Three Musketeer version, but this it's good. This one's better. This one um, just this one's just more fun, I think. Yeah, it's, it's way more And you more still fun. have bad act actors in this one, because you can't say that like, well, the first one had better actors in it. Eh, it's pretty even. If anything, you might say this one's a little bit stronger. Yeah, you, <laughs> who, who played Milady? Email me without googling. Tell me who played Milady in the <laughs> that one with the or you know because the one with Kiefer Sutherland and um, Sheen and Sheen it had Chris O'Donnell was D'Artagnan. So I tell mean, me who's, who's the better, the better D'Artagnan? D'Artagnan? Who would you want to see as Robin more, Chris O'Donnell or Logan Lerman? Email me yeah. beyondthehayyahoo.com. <laughs> Let's get this shit serious for real. I think that's because easy. Because that's an easy choice. That's we easy. We want to see Logan Lerman because he could bring something different than comic book Robin yeah. to the table. Logan Lerman could actually evolve into Nightwing. We know who the best Robin is. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It is. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, we're not moving on. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Take oh, wait, a we drink. Said, we said Logan Lerman. We, have to we did, yeah. Okay, let's do another batch of Musketeers here. Yes. Uh, jumble this up a little bit. Let's see what we okay. got here. <laughs> okay. Oh, this one's interesting. This one's going to be good for you. Because uh, what I picked was Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Okay, we're off to a cracking start. Let's see what, <laughs> let's see what Steve's wifey picked. Uh, she had... Oh, she put Sean Connery. Yeah, okay. She put Sean Connery? She put Sean Connery. I was so not expecting... So we have Dolph Lundgren, Chris Pratt, and, and Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Get this shit rolling, Sean Connery. Come out of retirement. Yeah. Yeah, don't let the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen fuck you up. But... <laughs> I would actually like that movie. That would be pretty sweet. Um, oh, here we go. Let's make a roll. <laughs> Okay, the rule is, anytime there's a dumb comment, you have to drink. Oh, fuck, man. We're going to die out here. Because <laughs> these are all dumb. Uh, so, uh, this next one, let's see. Uh, this one, it says, uh, too much of Mrs. Anderson. Guess who that is? Mila. Who's married to Paul W.S. Anderson? Mila Jovovich. Mila. So, so, this is racism. Uh, I mean, uh, if if you can, if, I don't know. I mean, she's from Ukraine. That's not really a race. I mean, she's still Caucasian. She's just Ukrainian. People hate foreigners. That's true. So, this is xenophobic. This is xenophobic. Xenophobic, right, not racist. Right. <laughs> I worded it wrong. This is xenophobia. Yeah, not xenomorph, like aliens. That's different. Um, is it? <laughs> I don't know. We fucking hate them because they can burst out of our chest and shit. <laughs> them motherfuckers. Wouldn't you are be xenophobic crazy. with those? 
Yeah, I think Back that away from her, a, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a legit, like, thing where it's like, oh, you just hate aliens. Oh, you mean the aliens, like, burst out and of your, your chest and kill chest? you? fucking chest, yeah. Yes, fuck those guys. Yeah, we want to kill all of them, yeah, or the ones from Independence Day. <laughs> fuck all of them. They destroyed all of our buildings. But anyway. What the hell is that smell? Oh, we might eventually, we're going to eventually do Independence Day. Oh, that I might be our July 4th episode. Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> that'll be our, that'll be like our July 4th episode. We, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do Independence Done. Day. Done. Boom, it's already boom, on the boom. calendar. Um, we'll do both of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I liked, uh, what was it, Resurgence? Independence Day Resurgence? I mean, I, I thought it was good. The more Jeff Goldblum, the better. Yeah. I mean, just look at Thor Ragnarok. It's got some good stuff in it. And then you see Goldblum and you're like, fuck, this, that puts this movie at a whole different level. That puts it at another level. I would like, love to see a movie that's just uh, the uh, the Grandmaster and, and Korg and Meek. That would be a fucking awesome movie. <laughs> I fucking love Korg and Meek. I would just like to see a movie. It's just nothing but Korg and Meek doing shit. Fuck off, Ghost. <laughs> Piss off, Ghost. <laughs> then he kicks the wall. Man, he's freaking gone. <laughs> <laughs> just while we're randomly on Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi did like probably one of the. He took like a character that like nobody fucking remembers from the comics and was like, I'm gonna fucking make that guy into somebody. I'm going to play him. Yeah. And put myself in the MCU. Yeah. And then Marvel can't even fire me. Because I'm one of the characters. Like, literally. Yeah, they're like, you did a great job as a director, but we're gonna get another director. How? I play Cork. Fuck. Yeah, you're gonna be in the. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> You're, you're in the MCU now. You just put yourself in the whole fucking universe. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like John Favreau did. And then it's like... But making himself happy, and yeah. And it's like, on this planet, on, you know, I, I would... On your planet, I might be millions of years old, but here, I'm... I'm yeah. And it's <laughs> like, what? How old are you? Go, yeah, <laughs> Goldblum Goldblum is so good in his weirdness. He is great on his weirdness. Uh, but this one, uh, and the username is Granny Mandy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, like, this is either somebody has chosen, like, a woman's name for their user handle, or this is actually a, a grandma. <laughs> Which I don't know when, when grandma's really... Maybe they're retired and they're like, you know what, I'm bored. I'm going to bitch about three musketeers on, on the internet. No. Um, but this is October of 2011 when it was posted. This person's in their 20s. It's probably. Uh, and it says, uh, uh, forget Alexander Dumas' original story as this is another movie to feature Mili Jovovich. This could have been a great swashbuckling adventure. The three musketeers and D'Artagnan were great casting but not given a chance to perform as the director was too busy featuring his wife. The movie should have been called The Lady De Winter. It's actually Milady De Winter. Get it right. If not the lady went. Not the the lady. What the what 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 did the lady de winter? Yeah. <laughs> and we're the ones who are drinking. Who knows what the fuck they were doing when they wrote this? Uh, it says if there was heroin, <laughs> probably just right into the veins. I gotta get this one out on IMDb. Um, if there's to be a second feature, the the musketeers must be given time to develop their characters and perform. People can enjoy the fantasy of it all, but don't cut out the main characters. The costumes and settings were excellent with the 3D effect. I'm sure many a young person who has not read or seen previous movies will appreciate the fun. You don't have to have seen the other movies to many appreciate... Many a young person that's seen this movie... That's what gives me an idea that this is definitely an older person. This is definitely a grandma who is just bored out of her mind and she has no clue what she wants to do, so she's bitching about Three Musketeers on the internet. 
Yes. <laughs> okay, let's draw another. Uh, let's draw. Another. Let's draw another batch of musketeers. Let's see what we got here. This is actually this is actually kind of interesting to see what kind of random shit. Oh, this is good. This is already good. You could probably put this person with anybody. Olivia Wilde. Uma Thurman. Let's see what let's see what your wifey got. Okay. Because we're uh we've we've already had one one cast that was nothing but women. Okay. So let's see. Uma Thurman, Olivia Wilde, and. Okay, I'm gonna have to draw another one because I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> what did it, who is it? <laughs> what did it say? Alexis Alexis Beetle or Bladle? I I've heard of it. I've heard of her before, but I I don't remember who she is exactly. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. So Uma Thurman, Olivia Wilde, and Matt Damon. Yes. Fuck, that would be awesome. That could Good also job. be that could also if they made like a sequel to The Martian, you could have them in that too. <laughs> yeah, either one. It would just be the next one would just be called Uranus. <laughs> Uranus. I know now it's pick Uranus. A, pick a card. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, categories. Choose a a category. What is it? The first person who can't name something in your category has to drink. Well, there's only two of us here. That's not fun. No, we're not doing Indian accent because that's gonna be racist. Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. No, see British accent. I've done that. Italian. I've done that. Uh, give me something different here. Take the baby voice. Okay. Um. So okay, go. So basic. I'm. This is going to be an interpretation because the, the closest thing I can find to a baby is Tom Brady. So <laughs> he's going to mimic Tom Brady's voice. Okay, so Belichick is like a genius. He's like a super god, and I need to make sure that I get every favorable call, especially when I'm down. Does that sound enough like a baby? I think that's perfect. That's that's perfect. Okay. Cast him as a baby right now. Yeah. Though what would be funny if like they actually put him in a movie where he like actually was like a baby. He should have been baby boss. Yeah, boss baby. <laughs> Or yeah. boss baby, yes. Yeah. I've actually seen that. I don't know why I said baby boss. Yeah. Okay. That's where you have to like take pictures of somebody drinking. That's bullshit. I'm not doing that. Give three drinks. One to my people that's listening. Two to my people that's listening. And one to both of us. <laughs> yep. Although when you're drinking Kentucky Vanilla Barrel... <laughs> You're gonna want to drink. We should like oh, make, we should make the commercial for them. <laughs> yeah, the, the Kentucky. Message us. <laughs> so, because we get drunk off your shit a lot. Yeah, we do. <laughs> like us, sponsor us. Um, like us. <laughs> Uh, but this one, uh, they didn't give it a stars again because for some reason I kept finding like good ones that didn't have stars. They don't ratings. like stars. Yeah, apparently they don't. Um, uh, so it, on here it says uh, close but no cigar. Cigar. <laughs> it's supposed to be cigar, but they put an e on the end because you know you can't look up the word cigar on the internet. I mean, Not you're on it to bitch about movies, but you can't look up. What year is this? Two thousand eleven. No. Two thousand eleven. 
There was no education in America in 2011. <laughs> I don't know if they're from America or not, but we'll find out here. Probably. Um, uh, but this is made by MTW. So these guys are probably from America. Uh, maybe. Or they could be terrorists. Uh, let's see. They have like a lot of stuff where they're really talking about like the 1993, the Charlie Sheen. Unique. Uh, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um... Uh, let's see. Because it says, uh... Do they say anything interesting? That's what I was, like, looking through here, because, like, some of this is just, like... There was a reason that I saved this one. And I'm trying to remember exactly what they wrote that, uh... Um... Uh, let's see. Yeah, it says Richelieu was satisfyingly evil as well. Uh, they liked the performance of Freddy Fox as King Louie. And, uh, that kind of thing. And it says, uh, Athos, however, was somewhat weak in my opinion. Athos should be carrying most of the drama in this story, but I just felt like his drama, his dramatic scenes didn't really work. It might've been the delivery, but more, but more likely it was at times horrible writing and the lack of a coherent story arc around his relationship to Milady. There was just no depth at all to the to that part of the story. Their interactions were stiff, and the poor quality of their scenes was indicative of a lack of comprehension of the importance of those scenes to the overall tone of the movie. In short, watching them made me feel like everyone arrived on set and said, Okay, let's get this over with. And now we're moving on. Constance was just plain terrible. Both the script and the performance were wooden, unbelievable, and terrible, and, and a terrible disappointment. Constance? Yeah, the, you know, D'Artagnan's uh, girl, the lady he's going after. I'm, I'm not going to say like she's like the greatest actress, but I will say that her chemistry with Logan Lerman... Oh, I said Logan Lerman. Yeah, Logan Lerman got a drink. Her chemistry with <laughs> Logan... <laughs> ...was amazing. Yeah. And I think that's probably why she was casted, was because... That uh, the auditions with Logan Lerman, they were like, "Hey, you're you're really good, with Logan." So you're you're gonna be constant. You're, you're gonna, gonna be constant be, because you're, be you're only in like maybe six scenes. So we don't need a, like a big name actress because we have Mila. Yeah. And then we have Luke Evans, which is amazing. Yeah. And then we have Ray Stevenson, and then we have Christoph Waltz, and then we have, you know. Uh, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> I mean, really, Orlando's a battle you need, really, honestly. <laughs> and who's supposed to be the main villain in this? Uh, I mean, Christoph Waltz is kind of supposed to be the main villain of this, but so is Orlando Bloom. One of the things that I think about this movie, and that was one of the things that I... And I saw a comment, and I ended up not saving it, but I remembered it when I was reading through because they didn't really have a whole lot of substance of what they were talking about and like a bunch of it repeated... But one of the things that they said was that they thought that this was like this was like a French Pirates of the Caribbean, and like they they said that like you know they were like it just it's not believable the airships and all this kind of stuff and like all the gadgets and you know like uh, one of them even said something about like you know the uh, the contraptions that are used like the ones that are in Da Vinci's vault. And they were like, why the fuck did they, you know, did Da Vinci have his blueprints and stuff in a vault, you know? And then, you know, why is it they had, like, a string, like, wire traps in front of 
the queen's diamonds, you know, in her little enclosure that she had where she keeps her jewelry and everything. That's what Milady breaks in and steals from from the king, uh, or from the queen, and uh, all this kind of stuff. And my thought was is that the Pirates of the Caribbean movies are from roughly the same time period, because this is 1600s, the Pirates movies are from like the 1600s. It's roughly the same period of time. But what is it? What is the thing that people like about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? What's besides Johnny Depp, of course? But what's the thing that people like about those movies that that makes them fun to go see? Um, besides the murder, theft, and deceit. Besides, like the piracy stuff. What is what is the big attraction to going to see those movies? Well, you know, they, there's there's a lot of special effects. There's a lot of excitement. You're on the you're on the right path. What are they? They're an they're a swashbuckler adventure movie. They are adventure movies. Yeah, and they have like you know, they have like crew members that are like you know zombies, like undead people, like Barbosa's undead. You got Davy Jones, who's like this fucking weird tentacle creature, <laughs> you know. And you have, like, all these things, you know, you have Bootstrap Bill, who's, like, you know, he's basically, like, kind of cursed to serve on, you know, Davy Jones's ship and all that kind of stuff. And we dig those movies because it's, like, we're taking the pirate legends, you know, like Blackbeard and Davy Jones and all those kind of people. And, you know, Jack Sparrow, who's, like, based off of, like, a real captain. And we put all this fantastical shit in it, like the Kraken attacking the ship and, you know, things like the Black Pearl being, like, pretty much like magical in some degree you know and all these different things and people love the shit out of the pirates movies because they're like yeah it's a fun adventure they see the three musketeers movie and they're like fuck this movie because it's too much of an, of an adventure yeah i don't want that much of an adventure i want historically accurate you want a historically accurate of three musketeers well let's go back to the beginning most of that shit didn't happen yeah it's a it's a work of fiction. The musketeers tale. existed in a real life, but not in that nature. This was France propaganda. It makes the French it makes the French people feel proud of their country, which is which is a good thing for the country, but for the historically accurate people has been writing about this stuff for centuries and centuries it'd make them look like fools if you realize that these people weren't what they are in fiction and that's what they are they're 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 not this what's the fun in that i mean when you watch something like 300, and we, we talked about 300 before, 300 is not like like super historically accurate. There's historical things that happens. It wasn't 300 people that fought any of the Persians. It was more like, what would they say, like maybe 15,000. But the story of those defeated people... Of the was, actual King Leonidas and the Spartans... Was what inspired Greece to go to war with Persia. To so fight it doesn't matter what the number is the fact is that they defeated Persia yeah and it doesn't matter the number that legend can live on because they were the victors 
And they were the reason that they were the victors is because the the legend of Leonidas and the three hundred that took on the infinite Persians, yeah, and their immortals, and that's what the point of the Three Musketeers is. It's 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 inspiration for for the French people. It's inspiration for any people actually, because you think about it, the French could do this with Three Musketeers. They could save their country. They could they could do all these stories and. They could go along with all these things that just inspired you. And and they could rise above. This, this was before, you know, surrendering and everything like that. Because we make fun of French people as, like, they're weak and they surrender and stuff like that. They were some of the toughest motherfuckers of, of any generation of war. The other thing, too, that I think people forget sometimes is that... Who helped us kick the British ass out of this country? It was the French. <laughs> it was the French, and the, and and thank also, you, France, for helping us kick those assholes. And the only reason that people make <laughs> make fun of the French surrendering is because the French has had so much war and they had so much death. I think it's because so of much. Napoleon. Yeah, people they, hated Napoleon. Like, yeah. look, France, you guys get a lot of shit right. Like, you have some really good actresses, like Marion Cotillard. You know, you got Sebastian Bourdais, who is like a winner in IndyCar. You got the Le Mans 24 Hours race. You know, you produce like great racing drivers. You guys, you know, you guys have like the Renault team, and you, you guys make good cars, the Citroën, and all these different things, the Renaults. Well, you have so much, and you guys had so much victory in war, so much back to back that eventually you guys. Surrendered because your economy was just so, so drained. Really, it was just like, we we can't do this anymore. And then people criticize for you. You know, we joke in America about you or whatever. But you know, honestly, I don't think it's fair. No, because I think a lot of times the criticism of France a lot of times comes from that Napoleon era, which was after this era, the 1600s. Yeah. Because. You know, our military structure wouldn't be built like it was if it wasn't for the French helping the Minutemen and the militias and stuff like that. The reason that we have, like, lieutenant and sergeant and colonel and all these different things is because the French brought their military structure to the colonists and said, look, you guys are nothing but a bunch of farmers with muskets. How the fuck are you going to fight an empire that has conquered a large portion of the known world? And France is like, we've been fighting the British for hundreds and hundreds of years. And they've also been fighting the Spanish, too, at the same time. And the Portuguese and all these different territories. And they're like, there's no fucking way that you're going to be able to fight the British, even though it's a soil that you know, and you're basically fighting kind of like on home soil. You, If you continue to keep fighting as farmers with muskets and have no structure, the, the British Empire is going to wipe you out, and you're just going to be one giant colony again. And that's basically how the musketeers were. It was, yeah, because they were designed to be, like, you know, the top end of the French military, you know? One thing that I think that's always kind of bugged me about, like, when people criticize movies like these, because it's like, remember when people hated on Wild Wild West? And they were like, you know, well, this movie has got a giant mechanical spider in it, and he's got, like, you know, he's like wheelchair bound and he's got like this you know wheelchair and stuff that's mechanical and it's like this all this steampunk stuff and it's supposed to be the wild west and people fucking hated that movie so bad and i'm like the thing about that movie is it's like is it 
100% historically accurate. Fuck no, it isn't. At all. Because you didn't really have steampunk shit like that back in the Old West. Like, but but that's also, kinda, who gives a shit? But that's kind of the whole point I'm making is that, like, it's still a fun movie. You know, I mean, <laughs> you've got... Wild, wild West. I mean, you got Salma Hayek in it, and you got Will Smith in it, you know? You and, think Briscoe County Jr. was historically accurate? Yeah. <laughs> but that movie was fucking awesome. Right. Or not movie, I mean show. Show, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I think sometimes when people watch these movies, they they want to try and make everything like, well, this has got to be realistic. It has to be realistic. And it's like, not everything has to be realistic. In some cases, it's like, reality kind of sucks sometimes. So don't when you watch a movie, don't you want to have something that's kind of an escape? Take We've talked away, about this before. Yeah, take us away from reality. Yeah. Let's do something... Amazing. Let's do something that takes us to another world. Yeah. Why do you think we like science fiction so much? Half the shit in Star Trek doesn't actually exist. But it doesn't yeah. take away how fun it is. Yeah, let's, you know, let's think about Star Trek. Star Trek's something that could never actually ever exist. You think that people can just sit on a ship that's going light speed? Well, warp actually—they're going faster than light speed, but and this is where it's going to get super nerdy, people. But, okay, so so they're sitting. But it's on a, a bubble. Ship. It's a bubble around the ship. Right, it's a bubble around the ship. Warp so you, so these these guys are going faster than light speed. Yeah, because uh, warp is basically like multiples of light speed. Multiples of light speed. Okay, so if you wanted to break that down, you could easily break it down. Okay, why can they do this? But as soon as like. Some something hits their ship, it automatically like rocks the whole ship, and people fly apart whenever they're going like this multiple light speed, and they don't even budge. They can like walk around the ship and have sex and every everything like <laughs> like that yeah. while they're doing that. Well, the reason why is because it's a fucking movie, and who gives a shit? Shut yeah. the fuck up and watch it. Right. That's really the reason why, because there's really no reason that that a rocket should be able to even penetrate the ship. Ever, because it would have to be so thick. The ships are made out of titanium. That that nothing should be able to penetrate it ever, basically. Because, you know, you have to have so many levels of a rocket just to even break the atmosphere to get into space. Yeah. But whenever you break shit like down like that and you're you're trying to watch something you're never going to enjoy it because, because you're not having fun you're just thinking about like the science of it all. yeah it's like well that's not possible because this and this and this and the star trek to star wars or whatever it's like okay <laughs> who who cares uh, of your science or physics of this because it doesn't matter are you enjoying this yes then shut the fuck up because when you overthink it you're going to hate it yeah. Because Star Trek, you can hate anything about Star Trek. You can pick anything out of Star Trek and Star Wars and hate it. Because and plenty of people do. <laughs> because they weren't written to be like, look, I just invented something. We are like the the top scientists of our world and we wrote this story. No, it's writers writing stories. Yeah. It's not like scientists writing stories and like this is going to be accurate in the or like L. Ron Hubbard and Dianetics. L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Battlefield Earth is shit. If you want to hate on something, hate on that. <laughs> that movie's pretty bad. 
I think Travolta kind of wishes he didn't do that movie nowadays. Well, he's a Scientologist, so he did it. And yeah. Barry Pepper was just an actor, and he did it, and he fucked his career up. Yeah. Okay. Draw but, a card. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Girls drink too. Girls drink too. We're okay. skipping this one, though. You, you gotta draw another card. Girls, you still have to drink too. Uh, no, I'm not gonna do that. Reverse. No, that's like the repeat thing. Girls drink another one. Uh, not gonna do Chinese accent because it's racist. You already did Boston accent. I'm trying to find. Press it again. Take three drinks. Yeah, take three drinks. You can do that. Well, you know what I'll do? I'll just take like one big ass shot. <laughs> you already have a, have one poured. I have one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we'll just we'll we'll take a shot instead of like three sips. Okay. I'll take one with you, and we'll end that card game. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. This is to be on the hate. We love you guys as fans that listen to us. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys for listening to us. Yes, so this is a shot. And hey, we actually have two microphones now. <laughs> we have two microphones, so if sounds any better, this is the first episode of Greatness. Yeah, because so, we started with this episode. I was thinking in my head when I was like coming over today, I was like, we're covering three musketeers. With two microphones. <laughs> yeah, so if we have three microphones. If we end up with three microphones, it's because, like, AJ's here or something. But he's unreliable, so he got fired. Or he might be in jail. temporary. Yeah. yeah, he's fired so. temporarily until we need him again. Then we'll just bring him back. But anyway, this has been Beyond the Hate. You guys have an awesome time. You guys have an awesome time. And we love you. And this is beyond the <laughs>